main part of the podcast. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Thank you guys for tuning into Anchor, and thank you guys for tuning into me on YouTube. Hey, you know I'm doing big things. Pain Fighters Podcast is live on both my podcast platform as well as on YouTube. Okay, so um, for everybody who is new to the channel, please click like and subscribe if you like the content. Um, I do my best just to bring you the word of God, nothing but the word of God on the Pain Fighters Podcast set. Um, as you all know, I'm a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastor is the Prophet Willie C. Townsend. My co-pastor is Prophet Denise Townsend. So, um, let's see. We have a, a, a we have a streamline that comes on on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, and we televise our. We have a telecast that we do on Sundays that is also uh, streamed live on YouTube. So. Um, by all means, hop over to hop over to the YouTube page of the Word Evangelistic Church and uh, check it out, you know, and you'll be able to check out the times, the listings. By all means, click like and subscribe on my pastor's uh, page at uh, Word Evangelistic Church over on, on, on our YouTube page over there. Click like and subscribe. Give us some kills. Give us some clisses. You know what I'm saying? And by all means, please do the same to my channel. Hey. If you like what I'm telling you, you're going to love what that man's telling you because he's the one that taught me and everything that I'm doing. I'm mostly always going to reference back to him uh, because, like I said, you know, I want to, you know, my passion is to try to get you guys to somebody who's telling you the truth. There's a lot of pastors out here that are just not telling you the truth. They're playing games. They got gimmicks. They got all these other different things that don't mean anything. They don't help you. They're not helping you get closer to God. They're not helping you to go to heaven. They're deceiving you in all kinds of different ways. You know, you've got me, you've got my pastor. Um, and I don't mean to say that it's just us. There's many other people out there who are truly teaching the word of God the way that it's supposed to be taught, who's giving you the full gospel and things like that. But unfortunately, you know, I mean, I'm not listening to them. You know, it's me, my pastor, we're the only two that I know of, along with other ministers, you know. But, you know, um, like I said, right now, it's just me and him. Not, you know, saying nobody else is doing it. Just like I said, just I'm on my page. He's on his, you know. So that's what I'm saying. So by all means, hey, guys, click like and subscribe. Um, and by all means, hop over to the Word of, word of blah, the Word Evangelistic Church um, channel. And, you know, give us some kills. Give us some clicks over there also. Click like and subscribe. CLS clicks or kills. I don't know, you know, hey, for some, you know, for, you know, those of you that are more on the feminine side, go with some clicks. Uh, you know, for those of you that are uh, on, a, you know, more on the masculine side, if anything about you is like extreme, give us some kills. All right. CLS click like, subscribe. All right. So um, let's see. Without further ado. Hey, um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, uh, let me get this straight. I am not the pastor of the Word Evangelistic Church. The pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend. I am a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church where I preside under my pastor and, you know, serve as a minister there. So, no, I do not have my own ministry apart from what I do on uh, my podcast and on part from what I'm doing on YouTube. So, you know... Uh, you know, I'm not doing this to establish my own church. This is just me just spreading the gospel as, you know, the word of God told us to do. So I'm just abiding in my calling. That's all I can say for me. And I am more than happy to do so. And I thank you guys again for tuning in. 
Now that all the formalities have been gotten out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the Word of God, okay? Now, we're going to be covering a topic today um, that, unfortunately, you know, you get it where a lot of, a lot of these pastors out there, they're not covering it. They're not. Um, uh, and, 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 and we all know why. You know, unfortunately, a lot of these churches out here, they're all money hungry. Um, they're, 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 they're more worried about... Um, um, fame, fortune, you know, politics, um, you know, psychology, philosophy, there, 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 these churches out here, there are so many of these churches that they're just, they're just out there and, and, you know, they're, they're, you know, uh, look, anytime you go to a church and the biggest thing at that church is the choir. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all, okay? Um, you're supposed to go to a church to hear the word of God, all right? Screw the choir, all right? All due respect. I, I never once heard any part, I never read anywhere in the Bible, not once did I ever read in the Bible that anyone got saved by somebody singing. Never. I always heard that folks got saved after the preaching, after and during the preaching of the word of God. Never heard nobody was in there singing and this and that and this. It said, um, what, Myron beat the tambourine after the Lord brought them out. Okay, so, you know, there's nothing wrong with singing in the church and giving God praise. I just did a whole uh, little, you know, tidbit uh, video ago. My last video on YouTube, my first, my first, very first live video on YouTube was about praise and how important it is. So giving God praise is very important, but... You know, you need to teach the full gospel at these churches. You know what I'm saying? You need to get down to the nitty gritty. You know, it's not just about telling the people you're going to heaven. Oh, everybody's going to heaven. You go to a lot of these churches. That's all you're going to hear. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Oh, as long as you just believe in Christ. But then again, hell, there's a lot of churches like you can believe in Christ. But then again, if you don't, you can just be a good person. It's like, no, no, no. There's a reason why the Bible was made. There's a reason why the Bible was written. Sorry if everything's off. I'm on a, you know, riggedy rockety table. So, you know, I'm just, you know, um, so if everything gets all shaky, that's because I'm, you know, you know, just you know, get all excited. And, you know, so, but, um, you know, everything was written in the word of God for a reason. God wasn't just saying this just to blow sunshine up your skirt. You get what I'm saying? This is the reason why God put the word of God here so we can follow the word of God. So everything that's written in the word of God was written for a reason, for our learning, for our understanding, for the upbuilding of the saints and for the saving of the soul of those that are not saved and also for the maintaining of the souls that are saved. You get what I'm saying? So, you know, you know, when you get where these pastors don't really dive into the word of God, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, even my pastor says, how is it the, the pastors at these churches, they can remember to pass around the collection plate, the tithe and offering plate, this plate, that plate for collecting all this money. But then when it's time to preach the word of God, you're lacking in that area. No, that's what you're supposed to go to church for. For those of you that don't know, you're not supposed to go to church for the choir. You're not supposed to go to church for the other people. Don't get me wrong. You should go to fellowship with the other people, but that's not the main reason you're there for primarily Originally, you're there to hear and learn the word of God from the spiritual leader that is supposed to be placed over that church. That's the first thing you go for. The dog on choir, the dog on uh, people in the church, you know, the fellowshipping and eating chicken after all that kind of goofy stuff is supposed to come second, third, fourth and whatever. OK, and hell, if that stuff never happens, so long as the word was preached, then everything's all good. 
Okay, it's not about all that other stuff. Don't get me wrong; those things are good because the Bible does tell us to fellowship, tells us to give God praise, um, it tells us that you know we're supposed to give you know our tithes to the church and all this other kind of stuff. Tells us all, the Bible tells us all these different things of how a church is supposed to be ran, but primarily it tells us that the word of God, the judgment of God, the 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 the, the, the voice of God is supposed to be heard in the church. The church is supposed to help bring you out of uh, uh, bondages. It's supposed to help keep you saved. Your salvation cannot be sustained through songs, okay? Your salvation gets sustained through the word of God, through instruction, through teaching, through wisdom, and through knowledge. These songs don't offer that, okay? They may remind you of a scripture. They may, you know, yeah, they can help keep you encouraged. Sure, the songs can help keep you encouraged. Or, you know, to a certain extent, keep you strong. And I say to a certain extent because the songs are technically supposed to remind you of the word of God. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to bring remember God and bring the word of God back to your remembrance to remind you the Lord stands with you. But these songs cannot offer you like not as much as the in-depth word of God. See, everybody wants to try to use the songs to try to water everything down. No, you know what I'm saying? It's like, hell, if you can drink your alcohol straight up, why can't you take the word of God straight up? You shouldn't be drinking in the first place, but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you get somebody's like, and I'm, I'm again, like, hey, dude, I wasn't saved my whole life, all right? So I'm just going to say this. You know what I'm saying? You get it where folks would be like, yeah, give me my vodka. And sh you know what I'm saying? Give me my vodka straight up. You know what I'm saying? Give me my Hennessy straight up. Give me my cognac straight up. You know what I'm saying? They just, they hitting the bottle, just bam. You know what I'm saying? I don't see nobody watering down their beer. But when the word of God goes forth, you know, now, you know what I'm saying? Everybody needs some kind of, you know, need uh, Oh, we need some kind of way to, to uh, we need some kind of way to, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, to, 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 to water it down. Don't water the word of God down. Trust me, it's like medicine, okay? The word of God is like medicine, you know. The more the more potent the medicine, within, of course, within its proper doses, dosages, you know, proper doses, you know, proportion for you, for your body and whatnot, you know, if you're taking your medicine in the right doses, it will help you. You take too much of it, it can't hurt you. But here's the thing about the word of God. Too much of the word of God can never hurt you. Never. Ever. So let's go ahead and, you know, I'm just, I know, I'm, I, hey, like I said, I love to ramble. Um, I love talking about the word of God. But let's go ahead and dive into the word of God. Now, uh, the lesson I'm taking from today uh, will be called... Go ahead and title this message. Yeah, I got my notes right here. Um, the lesson will be titled. Where is it? Let's see. Okay, here it is. Uh, God of Judgment. All right. That's what the lesson is taking. It's called, and the lesson today is going to be called God of Judgment. And it's taken from Isaiah. Um, chapter 30, Isaiah the 30th chapter and the 18th verse. And it says, and therefore will the Lord wait. And therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. And therefore will he be exalted that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are they that wait for him. Now, I'm going to be running through a couple of scriptures to help me break down this message. But notice what the Bible says. It says God is a God of judgment. So if God, if the Bible is telling us that God is a God of judgment, where is it that, you know, everybody's skipping over the fact that when you die, God's going to, you know, that God's not going to judge you. 
you know, mind you, God is going to judge you. But the question is, how is God going to judge you? Okay, this is the part where people get it wrong. Everybody's always like the first. That's the first thing you always want to hear. Everybody, it's the first thing everybody wants to say. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. But yet you live a horrible lifestyle that is not suitable for you to stand before God with it. If only God can judge you, then it means one of two things. You either have a lack of knowledge of how and in what way God will judge you, or you don't care that God is going to judge you. It's either one or the other. And you got it where a lot of people don't care. It's, it's mainly a lot of people don't care that God's going to judge them because, again, back to the other thing, they don't know the full, you know, the full extent of how God is going to judge them. They don't know because they're not being taught. Why? Because these pastors in these other churches are just, they're just, and I'm not saying this to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this to, 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 to make it seem like my church is just, oh, we're, no, we're not the only church that preaches the gospel, but I'm, hey, this church I know, so... You know what I'm saying? If, if, you know, that preaches the full gospel, meaning we preach heaven, we preach hell, we preach good, we preach bad, we preach God, we preach that God, we preach that God is love, but we also preach that God is a God of anger, jealousy, judgment, all the things that the Bible says that God is. We preach the full gospel, the full spectrum of it. All right. You go to a lot of churches, the amount of time that they sing in their churches, the amount of time we preach. The amount of time they preach in these churches, the amount of time we sing. You get what I'm saying? Like, we've got it reversed for most churches. They, they'll sing for hours on the dog on day and then preach for like 10, 15, 20 minutes. No, we have singing for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then the majority of the time, you know what I'm saying, two, two times, three times a week, we're getting the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because if God is a God of judgment, we need to know how it is that God is going to judge us. If God is a God of judgment, we need to know what God's going to judge us by. What standard is he going to hold us to? Because in order for God to be a God of judgment, he had to have set standards. He had to set requirements. He had to set uh, boundaries. Hence the reason why he gave the people the Ten Commandments. Hence the reason why after the Ten Commandments, he also told them other things. See, everybody wants to just stop the Ten Commandments. Just like, oh, well, God gave us the Ten Commandments. As long as, uh, as, long as I live by the Ten Commandments, I'm good. Well, then why would Christ come in and say, well, except you be born again? Oh, as long as I believe in Jesus. Well, then why would the Bible say, except you be born again? And then would the, why would the Bible say, be ye holy for I am holy? Without holiness, no man can see the Lord. Why would the Bible go on and specify different things that you're supposed to do to meet up to God's requirement? Why would God constantly talk through and by the word of God about holiness, righteousness, living upright, not serving other gods and all these other kinds of stuff? Look, I'm even going to the word of God because a lot of people always just think it's the first thing about to say, oh, well, show it to me in the Bible. All right, so let's we're gonna break down this scripture and then we're gonna go on to other scriptures. I can just you know I did a bunch of other scriptures that I got, but it says, and therefore will the Lord wait that He may be gracious unto you, that He may be gracious unto you. Now, see, yeah, this is a side that most churches preach on the gracious side of God, the loving side of God. But what brings the love? What brings the grace? What brings the mercy? One, you getting saved. Yes. God had mercy on your soul to give you the word of God so that in this way you can commit your life over to him. Now, for those of you who aren't saved and don't believe that salvation is, you know, something that you need to have, understand this. This is also the reason why the Bible tells you that God is a God of judgment for those that don't believe. For those that are unbelievers and don't believe that God will, will judge an individual, send them to hell or anything like that. Mind you, it's not necessarily God that's going to send you. Okay? It's you yourself. Because it's the same way that Adam and Eve had the choice. They had the choice to eat the fruit. They had the choice 
to pick from the from to pick from the uh the the tree. That was their choice. Yes, Satan tempted them, but he didn't force it upon them. Let's get that straight. They were not forced to do anything. They made the choice. And when they made the choice, the wrong choice, mind you, but when they made the choice, so therefore it's up to you. You want to believe God? You don't want to believe God. You want to serve God? You don't want to serve God. That's your choice. Nobody's forcing you to do either of them. Okay? But I tell you one thing. When you're truly saved, when you truly allow yourself to be saved and redeemed by God and the spirit of God, you will, the spirit of God will pull you more towards him, providing that's where you want to go. Again, still your choice. Just because you get saved, it doesn't mean that now God, he just snatches you up and takes Pokemon. No, you're still tempted. Every day, I'm still tempted. Every day, I still have to make a choice. Am I going to serve God or not? Every day, I still have to make a choice. And what path am I going to walk? Every single day, I am tempted. Every single day, Satan presents himself the same way God presents himself. It's up to me to follow. It's up to me to decide. It's up to me to say yay or nay to one or the other. If I yield myself unto Satan and I choose death, if I yield myself unto God, I choose righteousness and I choose life. Me being an individual that's saved, I should always want to yield towards God. Yeah, you mess up every now and then. Yeah, I fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, I'm not always as pleasing as I wish and want to be. Be it something that I've done outwardly or something that's happening inwardly. Because you got to understand, there's two sides to a man. And see, this is what another thing that a lot of churches are not teaching. They're not teaching you about the inner man. They may be teaching you about the outer man. Don't steal, don't lie, don't curse, don't kill a man in adultery. Don't, some of you said don't commit fornication. They talk about all these different things. Some churches saying don't drink, don't smoke, don't this, don't that. But then they don't tell you, don't hate your brother. They don't tell you that, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't... Uh, 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 you, you you shouldn't lust after people that you're not married to. They don't tell you that uh, you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't tell you that you shouldn't be listening to Satan in your mind. They don't, they don't break down the inside part of you. See, when Christ came on, see, the Old Testament dealt a lot with the outer man. The New Testament deals a lot with the inner man. For those of you that don't know, read your Bible and you'll see that exactly what I'm talking about. The, uh, the, 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 the Old Testament mostly deals with a lot of the outer man. It does deal with the heart some, but it mostly deals with the outer man. And this is what God said. He said, man deals with the outer man. Man deals with the outer appearance. God looks at the heart. So, yes, the Old Testament does talk about the inner man, but it doesn't go as in depth on the inner man until you get to when Christ comes along. Because when Christ comes along, he starts talking about things that's running through your mind, things that's running through your heart. That is not what goes in a man that defiles man, but what comes up out of a man that defiles a man. You get what I'm saying? Now, again, if these are the things that's being taught, if these are the things that are being taught in the Bible, that's being said in the Bible, why are these things not being preached? Why are these things not being said? If God is a God of judgment, don't you think that God will cover these things when you stand before him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you'd be a fool to think that he won't. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question. When you set rules in your house, when you set rules in your car, when you go to work or whatever the case may be, and one of those rules is broken, don't you, your boss, your supervisor, the, the owner of the company or whoever, don't they come and they say, hey, you broke the rules. A lot of times you may, if you're in somebody else's house or car or, you know, they're, you're in their facility, you might break the smallest of things. You'd be like, why are they, why are they getting so upset? Because that's the rules that they set. 
And when you break it, they're going to come at you. Am I correct? If I come to your house and I go walking through your house with muddy shoes, kick my dog on muddy shoes up on your dog on table and couch, you're going to be upset. Hey, we don't walk through this house with muddy shoes on, right? You're going to come at me. You're not just going to be like, well, maybe he just doesn't realize. No, you're going to be like, hey, 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 shoes off at the door, clean that mess up. We don't do that in this house, right? small thing. Something to me, to me, I'm not saying it would, I'm just using it as an example, but to me, that might be something small, whatever. That's what soap and water for. Clean it up. It, it is what it is. But to you, even though it may be something small, it's still the rules. It's still the standard. That's still what's set. Am I right or am I right? Okay? So, let's go ahead and finish breaking this down. It says, and therefore will the Lord wait that he may be gracious unto you. That he may be gracious unto you. Well, how will he be gracious unto you? By those that are committed to being obedient to the word of God. Those that are committed to being obedient to what the spirit of God tells them. See, this is the reason again why God gave us the word of God. Who is God going to be gracious to? Those who follow the way that the things that God wants him to follow, right? That he may be gracious to you, and therefore will he be exalted, that he be exalted. See, again, we're put on this earth to exalt God. We're put on this earth to live, you know, to a higher standard in God. You know what I'm saying? We're not put on this earth to live for ourselves. We're not put on this earth to to to, 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 to just come and go as we please. All right? We were all put on this on this earth in some kind of way to dedicate ourselves back to God. And when I say some kind of way, I mean Yes, through salvation, but of course God has his plan for every individual to do what he would have for them to do. You got to find your place in God, but first you have to find God. And how do you find God? First, you need to go and either dive into the word of God or go find you a decent church where the word of God is being preached. The full gospel is being preached. All right. Where they can, where this pastor can lead you to Christ and keep you in Christ. And mind you, when I say keep you, I don't mean that he's going to do it. I mean, he's going to give you the word that you take and you use to keep yourself sustained in God. Okay? So, let's keep going. It says, um, and therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Where's all these people, all these churches just saying that God is love? Why is that all that we're hearing in these churches? Why is it every single time somebody dies, that's all you hear, God is a forgiving God. Where is this part? Where is this part where the Bible says God is a God of judgment? Again, if you don't know where I'm coming from, this is in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. Mind you, there's several other verses. If you go to your back of your Bible, there's an index where you know you can look at the word judgment, and I'm pretty sure if it's got that glossary or whatever in the back, um, some of them have glossaries that tell you the meaning and the definition of the word, and then it also uh, uh, tells you where to find it in the Bible. Yeah. Go to the back of your Bible and look up the word judgment or look up Google. Go Google the word judgment. Hey, how many times is the word judgment? How many times the word or does the phrase judgment of God appear in the Bible? I'll let you do that. I'm not going to do the work for you. I want you to do it. So then this way you can see that what I'm saying is actually correct. God will judge you. He's not going to tell you. He's not going to put the judgment of God in the Bible if there was not going to be a judgment of God. The judgment of God is not just going to be here on earth when you do something wrong. It's not just going to be when you feel as though God's punishing you. It's not just going to be here. It's also going to be when you die. There's going to be a judgment. Okay? Be it you're going to heaven or hell, there, it will, there will be a judgment. Be it you're doing right or wrong here on earth, there will be a judgment. 
There's consequences for whatever you do, be it good or bad. Okay? Consequences doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be something bad. We hear the word consequences and we're like, oh God. And we think we're automatically thinking some, some kind of punishment. Consequences are just results. That's all. You get the results that you choose to draw to you. You do something bad, you won't go okay. So therefore, you get the consequences. You get the con bad results. You get bad results if you do something bad. You do something good, you reap good results. Unfortunately, there are some aspects sometimes in life where life just isn't fair, which causes a lot of people to question God because you get a lot of good things happen to bad people. You get a lot of bad things happen to good people. We'll cover that in some other message. But right now, we're going to talk about the judgment of God. Okay? So, it says... For the Lord is a God of judgment. So therefore, if God is a God of judgment, we need to know what it is that God is going to judge us. How is he going to judge us? I mean, hey, we, 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 we watch sports. Some of us participate in sports. Again, like everybody knows, I'm a martial artist. I love to, you know, I love martial arts, you know, um, at competitions. I don't care if you're talking, if we're talking about boxing, wrestling, ultimate fighting, uh, karate competitions, you know, whatever. You go to you go to these different competitions, they all have scores. They all have judges. You know what I'm saying? I watch sports. Hey, you got referees that are there to say what, you know, hey, is this play good or is this play bad, right? You watch the Olympics. You're watching the Olymp Winter Olympics, right? You have judges that are there that say if they had, you know, perfect form or if they're doing, you know what I'm saying, or whatever the hell the move is, the judges already know what it is, how it's supposed to look. You know, if they did it sloppy, it's the same way it is in life. We have a judge that is going to get, he's got a scorecard in heaven waiting for us. So then this way, when we stand before him, he's like, hey, look, you know what I'm saying? You should have scored a perfect 10. You scored a 7. And you know what I'm saying? And then he will show you why you scored a 7. And then off you go. There's a reason why. Now, I will say this about one of the songs. The song says 99 and a half won't do. Now, it's not like God told us that, you know, you got to have a perfect score and didn't tell us how to get a perfect score. He gave us the word of God so that then this way we can score perfect on everything that we do. Mind you. You have to grow, okay? Let me explain this about the about the Word of God. The Word of God is not just put in a place for you to just be like, I have to come to every standard of the Word of God right now. I have to be perfect. No, God understands that there are those that will struggle. There are those that will struggle with the Word of God. There are those that are, you know, they. they... God knows man, okay? Let's we'll just put it like that, and that sums up everything of what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ said, I know what was in man. I know, man, because I know what's in man. So therefore, if, if if Christ came down here to, you know, suffer in our infirmities, and Christ also understands that every individual is not the same. You got some people, hey, it's even in school. Look at how it's in school. If a, teach, if a teacher can get up there and teach everybody the same lesson, and you have, you know what I'm saying, you have a group of students who will catch it, and they'll hit the ground running. No problem. They understand exactly what the teacher's saying. They don't need to ask too many questions. Hell, if, and that's if they got to ask questions at all. You know what I'm saying? When the teacher hands out the homework, they can hurry up and get it done. You know what I'm saying? They get straight A's in the class. They know their stuff. Whereas you got another student in the class that's paying attention just as hard as the good students, but they can't get it. For whatever reason, they just don't understand it. They're struggling with it. You know, their grades fluctuate and they waver. One day they get an A, the next day they get a D, the next day they get a B, the next day they get an F, then another F, then a B. And it's like, because they're, they're struggling 
to act, I mean, to, 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 you know, to, 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 to sustain the knowledge. So God understood this about man. This is the reason why he made sure to put the word of God out there. But it's up to you. You have to the same way with the goofies, with the, with the, with the, with the weak student. While he may or she may pay attention in class as best as they possibly can, they just don't get it. But it's up to that student to go and study. It's up to that student to pay closer attention. It's up to that student to ask for help. It's up to that student to ask the questions. It's up to that student to go the extra mile to figure out what's going on so he can pass the class. Not up to the teacher. It's not up to the other students who get it. It's up to the individual. Same way in God. It is up to you to find out what this judgment of God is all about. That's up to you. Now, sure, you got pastors and, and ministers that will preach the word of God to you. It's up to you to find out who these individuals are that's going to tell you the truth and to listen to them and grow thereby. It's up to you to take this knowledge and also study it for yourself. Don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to my pastor. Go study the word of God for yourself. But first, learn how to study the word of God. See, that's also a key important part that a lot of people aren't going to realize because you can't study the word of God trying to cater to your own flesh. You can't study the word of God trying to cater to your own frame of mind. You can't study the word of God trying to cater to your own feelings. You have to study the word of God and take the truth for what it is. We all have that one individual that's going to tell you the truth in your life, regardless of how you feel. If you're wearing an ugly dress, it's going to tell you you're wearing an ugly dress. If you're an ugly person, it's going to tell you you're an ugly person. If, they, if you're fat, they're going to tell you you're fat. And a lot of times people don't like that individual. Why do I was like, why do I was like, because they always got to say something out of the way. But it's like, but what they say is true. Everybody don't want the truth. We know this. But when you're dealing with God, I suggest you want the truth. You should always want the truth. Why? What is a lie going to do for you? What is a lie going to do for you? I tell you what, when you die, if you choose not to follow God, when you die, Go down when you when you go in hell and you hear other people crying and screaming and hollering and in pain and torment and suffering this and that, that and this, you will see what lies get you. Lies do not help individuals. Lies only hurt. All right. In the long run, they hurt. I mean, yeah, you got people. Yeah, they'll. they'll but in the end, especially when people find out that, that you're lying. Take it from me. I've lied to people. It does not end well when they find out that you're lying. Okay, you're not hearing from somebody who I'm just like, oh, I've never committed a sin. I'm holier than thou. And then I know, dude, I've lied to people. And when I got busted for it, it was not, it was not, it wasn't, it wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? Even in the Bible, hell, you had David. He lied about it. He lied, you know what I'm saying? He lied to, oh, what is it, Uriah? When, when he got Bathsheba pregnant, he lied to her. Like, yeah, we need you on the front line. You, know, you mean to tell me of all the men of the army of God, you need Uriah on the front. You need this man on the front line. Of course, Uriah didn't know. But when God brought it out to him, notice how when God brought it out to him, David humbled himself. All right. So, you know, God was about to bring judgment, but thankfully David humbled himself. So tell me how this would have played out. David would have said, hey, it wasn't me. Prime example, look at Saul. Saul tried to justify himself. Try, Saul tried to say it wasn't me, it was the people. God rent the kingdom from him. There's no telling. See, the reason why you got to, you know what I'm saying? When we're dealing with God and God's judgment and holiness and things like that, you got to just come correct with God. Just be honest with God. Here's another reason why you should be honest with God. 
he already knows. It's the reason why God, God is like that parent that already knows. Notice a parent. Notice when you were a kid, right? When you did something stupid, did school, broke something, whatever. Notice how your parents come and they pretend like they don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, yeah. What is, what's going on with the doggone principal giving me a call today saying something about you weren't in school? And you, you, what? What? I was there. That principal don't like me. That's the reason why he said, you know what I'm saying? They're like, can anybody tell me the reason why my, my, my vase is missing? Yeah, I had a vase over there in the corner and it's, it's just gone. Anybody have any idea what happened to it? Yeah, they know. They know they found out. They, they're just trying to give you a chance to come clean. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then when you try to lie about it, they bust you in the lie. They're like, yeah, okay. Well, see, now I know it was you because doggone, you know, I, I was looking at your, you know, I told you don't play basketball in the house. I know that you broke my vase because when I went and found your basketball in your room, it had a piece of the doggone vase in the doggone basketball. So I'm just saying, you know, but hey, you know, it, no, that's never happened to me. But I mean, hey, I, I, I have lived a very, you know, goofy life. So things like that have happened. But I mean, but you get the point, right? God already knows. You might as well just go ahead and be honest, all right? So let's go ahead and keep moving along with this message. All right, so God's got to, blessed are they that wait for him. What does it mean, wait for him? Meaning those that wait to hear instruction. Those that wait to hear from the Lord to find out what it is that he wants them to do, how he wants them to do things. So you've got a lot of people who go ahead of God and they just go and do things. Again, back to Saul. Saul went ahead of God doing stuff and it, got, it could cost him the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Be still and know. God didn't just say, be still and know that I am God just so that you can have faith in God or for, you know, when you're trying to wait for a healing or a job or something like that. No, he also told you, be still and know that I am God when it comes down to living holy and following instruction and being saved and not getting judged by God. Wait for me to give you instruction. Wait for me to tell you what to do and how to handle the situation before you just go run off doing things because then you go and do something and then when it's displeasing unto God, then you want to sit up here and say, I didn't know, I'm sorry, this and that, that and this, but I mean, hell, you can ask questions. Again, be patient. You can go and find out from other. There's a reason why when you stand before God, there's going to be, you know, you're not going to have any excuse. You know what I'm saying? Individuals can read for themselves. So therefore you can read the Bible, but when you get to the Bible, when you get to the parts like this that tell you like, hey, the judgment of God is real. God is a God of judgment. God is God of anger. He's a God of wrath. And, you know, it, it, you know, don't fall in the hands of an angry God. When you read these scriptures, you need to stop and contemplate what is God talking about? What are the apostles talking about? What are the prophets talking about when they talk about this judgment of God? You need to figure that out. Go to a good church. Come to the Word Evangelistic Church. Or, hell, if you don't want to come to them, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I don't condone you not coming to the Word Evangelistic Church, but we're not about membership. Listen, listen to the streamline. Listen to the telecast. Listen to me. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to always refer you back to my pastor, but hey, either way, we're going to give you the Word of God the way that it's supposed to be given to you. And we'll tell you about the judgment of God. We'll tell you about the Word of God. We'll tell you about these different things. That's the job of a minister. That's what we're supposed to do. The prophets, ministers, apostles, whatever. That's what we're supposed to be doing. When Jesus Christ went back up into heaven, he said, uh, 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 go into the forth all over all the world and word and work thou. Go ye forth over all the world and spread the gospel. 
Paul said, take what I've given unto you and commit it unto faithful men. These are in things that we were told, spread the word of God, basically. Go spread the word of God. All right? Now it said, for the people shall dwell in Zion and at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. Now that's for individuals. That is for individuals who are following the word of God. Okay? Those who know that God is God of judgment and they're following the word of God, God will be gracious unto you. He'll do good to you. Don't get me wrong. It may not necessarily happen in your time, but it will happen. You got to just be patient on with God. All right? Now it says that, um, bread, adversity, but I'm going to get to the part where, where he... Oh, okay. And thy ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When ye turn to the right hand, when ye turn to the left. So what is that? Instruction. Instruction. So therefore, when God says that he's a God of judgment, he doesn't just leave it at that. He also says he tells you why he is a God of judgment. Because he gives instruction. And he says to those who listen and this and that, he'll give you instruction and tell you, you know, how to avoid bad things in life and so on and so forth. But mind you, to the same instruction he gives to those that are saved is the same instruction he gives to those that are not saved. Why? So that you can get saved and you can follow in the same path as those that are. The only different instruction that God gives is to the sinner, he says, get saved. To those that are saved, he says, stay saved. That's the only difference. Other than that, he gives everybody the same word. Don't do this. He tells us that are saved, don't do that. Hey, don't commit fornication. He tells us, don't forget, don't commit fornication. Tells the sinner, you shouldn't steal. Tells us that are saved, you shouldn't steal. We got things going on internally. He says, hey, get that hatred and prejudice out your heart. Tells the sinner the same thing. And then after he gets the sinner, he says, hey, you guys over there get saved. You guys over there stay saved. That's, he gives instructions. It says right here, you shall, and thine ear shall hear a word behind me. In other words, you're going to hear a word coming from somebody you don't see. See, there's another thing I got to get, get you. When, you're, when the word of God is being preached, don't look at it that the pastor is preaching the word of God. No, don't look at it that I'm preaching the word of God. Jesus Christ said he's sending us. And he said that those that don't receive you, they don't receive me. And they don't receive me, they reject the Father. They don't receive the Father that sent me. Remember, it was God that sent the word down. He sent it through different vessels. All right? Mind you, it's a whole chain reaction. You don't accept my words and several other individuals who you didn't accept their word. So you can't skip over what I'm telling you and saying, oh, I just accept the Bible. If you don't want to hear what, I, if you don't want to hear what I'm telling you, and I'm telling you the truth of the word of God, breaking the word of God down to you the way that it's supposed to be breaking down, broken down to you, you don't accept the Bible because that's where I'm coming from. It'd be different if I'm coming from some goofy book that some other idiot had just wrote out and was like, oh, yeah, this and that, that and this and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm coming to you directly from the Bible. I get it. I'm holding up my phone, but, you know, Bible scriptures. We all know how you know, doggone mobile devices work nowadays. Come on now. You can find anything on a dog on a mobile device, including the Bible. I got the mobile, I got the Bible on my mobile device on my phone. So therefore, hey, but it's still the word of God. It's still the word of God that I'm coming to you from. You can reject me. Knock yourself out. That's on you. 
That doesn't hurt me. I'm still going to preach though. You can turn off this channel. You can, you know, whatever. I don't, hey, knock yourself out. Whatever floats your boat, kudos. Have a great time doing it. You ain't got to listen to me. That's fine. There will come a day you wish you had if you want to reject it. I'm not telling you how I feel. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. There will come a day you will reject. You know what I mean? That you will regret rejecting what I'm telling you. You got to believe me, though. But anybody who reads their Bible, you know, you, you, I mean, hey, you know. Uh, but it says, um, it says, um, you shall hear a word behind these saying, saying. So therefore, the word of God will speak. These are instructions that are being told to you. Okay? These are instructions that are being told unto you. So therefore, these are instructions that are being told unto you. That means that this is something that you need to follow. It's not something that you just toss to the wind and say, it is what it is. No, you need to follow the instructions. Instructions are given to be followed. Nobody just gives out random instructions for no reason. Am I right? Tell me I'm wrong. If there are instructions given, the instructions are given for a reason. If there's somebody says, go do this, there's, some, there's a reason why somebody's telling you to go do this. If somebody says, hey, you do this, you do that, and do this, and do that, there's a reason why somebody's telling you how to do it. This is something that needs to be done. Instructions are given to everybody so that in this way we all know what to do and how to do it. Am I right? Okay, moving on. This is the way walking in it. So therefore, it's saying be obedient to the word of God. When you hear the word of God, be obedient to it. Now, mind you, this is God talking to the prophet, telling him like, hey, look, here, you know, go say this unto the people. The prophet's telling the people, you're going to hear a voice telling you this and that, that and this. When you hear it, it's going to say, it says, this is the way, walk ye in it. This is the way, go do it. Again, like I just got done saying, instructions are not just given out for no reason. God is saying, these are the instructions, walk ye in it, go do them. If this is what I'm telling you to do, I suggest you go do it. That's what God is saying. And he's telling the people of he's telling the people of Israel, you're going to hear the word. You're going to hear instruction from me. And when you hear these instructions, go do them. Walk in them. In other words, when it says walk in them, in other words, it's not just telling you just to do them. Because you've got a lot of people who, when they hear instruction, they will do them. But they don't continue in doing them. They don't, like... It's not a continuation. It's more or less like they just do it the one time and then they're done. No, it says walk ye in it. When an individual is walking in something, that means that spiritually speaking, what it's telling you is this is how you live. This is what you're supposed to live by. Here's the standard. Okay, it says walk ye in it. And when it says walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand, so wherever you go, this is what you should be doing. Let me break this down because we're about to get up out of here. You know, I got a couple more minutes. Um... Woe to I'm just going to read through this and then I'm going to break it down all together. Woe to the rebellious children, said the Lord, that take counsel, that take counsel, but not of me. Okay? And that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. Now listen to what it's saying. It said, Woe unto the rebellious children that say, that, I mean, woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord. This is what God is saying to them. Woe to the rebellious children, those that are disobedient. Those that don't want to listen to what God has to say. Those that for whatever reason have justification and this and that and that and this and things that they do. 
Whoa. In other words, whoa means danger. All right? Whoa means hold up, slow down, danger, red flag, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Take it how you want it, but it means, you know, you need to stop and listen. Okay? It says, woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me. Now, what is he saying that take counsel, but not of me? Meaning that you're you're getting instruction from somewhere, but you're not getting it from God. Or you're following instruction, you're not following instruction that God gave. So if he's saying, woe to the rebellion children that take counsel, that take, uh, uh, counsel, but not of me. In other words, you're taking counsel from somebody else. If you're taking counsel from somebody else, but not of me, then there's a problem. Because I'm the one that minds you. There's a reason I mind you. The Bible says, um... Uh, 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 yeah, sorry, I had a brain fart. The Bible says, uh, um, don't fear man who only has power to kill the body. Say, yeah, but I tell you who to fear. Say, fear God who has, who after he's killed the body has the power to cast the soul in hell. All right. Well, why would he cast soul into hell? He's going to cast the soul in hell because you took counsel from somebody else instead of taking it from God.